Hi, and welcome to the Human Side of Business podcast. I'm Angie Cabe, CEO and co-founder of Intuity Performance. I'm a performance coach, HR professional, whole person leadership facilitator, and your host. The Human Side of Business podcast is fueled by the genuine curiosity to understand how personal characteristics and skills can be leveraged to drive individual and team performance, tangible outcomes, and ultimately organizational success within business. Each podcast is devoted to sharing knowledge, expanding our learning edges, and exploring the trends in corporate culture towards growing the emotional intelligence of organizations. I'm so glad you're here. Hi there, this is Ange McCabe, CEO and co-founder of Intuity Performance, where our business is the success of your business. I'm a performance coach, HR professional, facilitator, and your co-host along with Scott Rust of the Elevate Business Podcast. The Elevate Business Podcast is a journey of discovery fueled by curiosity to genuinely understand what makes people tick when it comes to their professional path, choices made, and the personal characteristics that drive performance, tangible outcomes, and ultimately success. The Elevate Business Podcast is here to promote the enormous contribution of small and medium-sized businesses around the world by exploring the actions that make a workplace successful, the trends in corporate culture towards growing the emotional intelligence of an organization, and how we build whole person leaders from the ground up. Each podcast is devoted to sharing knowledge, growing our learning edges, and honoring our passions with a special guest who has elevated their businesses, overcome obstacles, and inspires others to do the same. So glad you're here. Hi, and a warm welcome to episode number 44 of the Elevate Business Podcast. Both myself, Ange McCabe, and Scott Russ are your hosts. We have the pleasure of introducing you to Martin Sendek, a high-tech executive and entrepreneur with 20 years of international experience. Martin has worked as VP for major corporations, including Nortel, Motorola, Ascent, and currently leads the team at Lytica as president and CEO. We are excited to learn more about Martin's experience in growing companies and building world, world-class teams with amazing cultures. Welcome, Martin. Yeah, thank you. Thanks uh, so much for having me. It's a pleasure and a privilege to be here. Likewise, likewise. So tell us about yourself, your company, and a little bit about your, your journey there. Okay, absolutely. Um, well, look, I'm I'm not that interesting, but I think Lydica is. Um, I've uh, I've been working with that team uh, for about a year now, and it's a uh, you know it's a very exciting early stage uh, commercialization project. Uh, it represents, I think, a lot of the best of what you know the high tech community here in Ottawa can do. It's a smart, brave, curious team. And um, I think they're really interested in transforming their company. The company's been around for a while and mm-hmm. has been looking to migrate to a, a SaaS business model. And when I met them about a year ago, you know, they're very uh, keen on this direction. I came in to uh, chat with them a few times and they invited me to, to join the company. So, um, you know, it's a, it, it's a pleasure to be there. I certainly uh, you know, you always have a preconception uh, when you come in, and I have not been uh, disappointed. Really exciting uh, business model around helping large electronics manufacturers reduce their uh, their spend on electronic components. Mm-hmm. Got some amazing intellectual property and uh, is now kind of transformed its business model into something much more scalable 
and we're seeing lots of growth, lots of new logos, and uh, you know we're having lots of fun. So that's uh, that's what's happening. Yeah, fantastic. And so I'm I'm curious, Martin. So what was it about the team at Lytica um, that you you kind of recognized and saw yourself as being able to, to step in and, and be a leader um, within that team? Yeah, I, I think there was a good match. Like, uh, you know, my, my value added is I'm good at taking technology and connecting it with business needs. And uh, one of my mechanisms very much is around innovation. So I value people who are curious. Uh, I value creativity, uh, you know, uh, and, and with that comes a whole thinking around how you handle issues. And if you can see uh, you know, a, a mistake and a correction as a learning process, then you mm. can grow. And uh, so I saw a lot of that in the team uh, at Lytica, you know, uh, first of all, uh, they're really a culturally diverse team. And, uh, you know, there's, there's actually almost as many languages spoken at Lytica as there are, as there are people. And uh, also around 80% of the group has got technical degrees. So it's kind of a smart STEM centric uh, culture. And with that comes a lot of meritocracy. So best ideas win, which I think is another really healthy uh, kind of concept. So putting all of this together, it really looked like a winning proposition just in terms of the human factors. And then obviously I was attracted to the, to the business model, uh, I've got a couple of uh, engineering degrees myself, and I know how intransparent the electronic component supply chain is. And so Lytica has this solution for this billion-dollar industry problem. It's got a very cool, smart, innovative team. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, it it was just uh, it was too good to pass up. So um, I was I was very pleased to be invited. And uh, it's been a it's been a great ride so far. Yeah, it sounds like great uh, skill set matches and also interest there from a fit perspective, Martin. So how specifically has your experience uh, working for major corporations translated into your role as CEO at Lytica? Yeah, well, so so I you're right. I've I've got quite a diverse background in terms of large uh, working with some very large companies and then, you know, some some smaller ones, uh, some some startups. Uh, certainly participate in some great growth uh, with some startups, took one public. So I think it's valuable to, mm-hmm. to see a lot. And the more you see, the more you can kind of recognize situations uh, before you encounter them. So uh, in the past, uh, I've led teams of, you know, 600 people responsible for a quarter billion worth of uh, revenue at one point uh, with a larger company. And what it allows you to do is allows you to see the future and my role at Lytica is setting up processes that will scale. So it's always this kind of combination of people, process, technology, and it all has to scale. And I think if you've seen it working in a larger context, mm-hmm. uh, then, you know, it gives you it gives you something to visualize as you try to kind of, kind of create the right dynamic, you know, where, where you're at in a perhaps a smaller environment, but but quickly growing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I actually, I like to dig deeper a little bit on that, Martin. So you're saying, you know, the, the people and the processes within organization that need to scale. And so can you give us an example of maybe something that you, you brought to the table that you've worked on um, where we recognize, you know, as a lot of businesses are looking to grow, that sometimes the challenge for them is trying to create those 
processes that actually scale and having people aligned uh, to, to, to execute. Yeah, so so I I think you're right. It's uh, I, I like those three. You know, it's not a new concept, but I think it's one that works. Kind of having people, process, and technology working together. Mm-hmm. And then so the question is, uh, you know, how do you do that? And what is all that connective tissue that kind of binds them? And you know, people sometimes use the word culture, and uh, you know, that kind of connects those three elements. And it's the way you do things around those three elements. So I, I think, you know, universally, you've got to scale all three of these elements. You need people that can grow, that can learn. You need processes that, uh, you know, are are ones that don't get stuck uh, because uh, because things are just getting bigger. And obviously, technology and automation and uh, all of that is a is kind of the great uh, lubricant of scale, right? It's uh, it's always uh, something that you need in order to be able to grow. So, you know, at, at Lytica, we've we've really focused on all three, and I think it's actually the the glue between those three that makes it work. So, you know, we kind of have a formula where we make sure there's a certain amount of fun in everything we do. Uh, you know, teamwork is always important. We always see ourselves as groups of people, not kind of individual heroes respect, innovation, and mm. just good old-fashioned determination. And you kind of put some of these ideas together and they create the glue between those three elements, Scott. And I think, uh, you know, that's that's kind of what, what makes the magic happen. Mm. And talking about the proverbial glue and the three elements, it kind of gives us hints as to what type of leadership shows up from your seat, Martin. But we'd like to hear it from you. How do you describe yourself as a leader? Ah, yeah, it's that's that's a good question. Always a loaded question. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, look, I, I I do try to promote this environment. I mean, I can I can talk about each each one of these uh, a little bit. Um, you know, first of all, uh, let, let's start with fun. I always like to start with fun because, frankly, uh, Ange, life is too short, and if yeah. you're not if you're not enjoying what you do every day, then you're spending a lot of time doing something that maybe is a job as opposed to something that 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 you really enjoy right, right. so i always tell people don't lose your sense of humor uh, you know i find sometimes the world gets very serious and we 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 just we lose track of the fun so uh, and you know there's there's better ways to describe it you know some people talk about passion and energy and all that kind of wraps into into fun Mm-hmm. And then I also mentioned teamwork. So I think that's really important because you've got to build elements like, uh, you know, trust and you've got to build accountability and ownership of things. But you don't necessarily want to do that on an individual basis. Right. You right. certainly to some degree, but teams, it's so important to create those elements around team dynamics, right? And uh, just because, you know, individuals, as wonderful as they are, they don't necessarily scale, but teams do. So I think, you know, I always like to use this mountaineering uh, uh, analogy, because I think there's so many similarities between what high tech companies need to do, and probably many others, as mm-hmm. well as and, and, and climbing a mountain where really it's a team that's got to get there. You're reliant on everybody else. You're literally connected by rope. And if somebody slips, you know what? You got to pull them up. You can't kick them on the way down. So, uh, you know, I think that that kind of uh, thinking is always good. 
And with that comes respect for employees and customers. And if we all respect each other and respect the diversity that I mentioned, which I so like at Lytica, then we're going to do well. And again, you know, some of it is just kindness, but some of it is just good business sense because diverse systems are much more resilient, much more mm-hmm. adaptable, much more innovative than ones that aren't. So then, you know, you look at innovation, creativity, innovation, meritocracy. We talked about that. Realizing that the truth is not necessarily in here, but out there. So be open to to that sort of uh, feedback. And then, you know, lastly, I'll talk about just good old fashioned stuff because there's so much, you know, so much rhetoric and so much armchair psychology that goes around these days. And frankly, a lot of good old fashioned things just never go out of style, right? So perseverance never goes out of style. Hard work never goes out of style. Uh, you know, the, we people talk about velocity. Well, it's just moving quickly, determinedly, if that's a word, in a particular direction, speed and direction, that's velocity. Mm-hmm. So all of this, all the stuff that kind of worked 10 years ago, 100 years ago, 1000 years ago, um, I think a lot of those human values still uh, work today. So uh, determination is a big one for me. And, you know, without being arrogant, I always encourage people to, uh, you know, celebrate your successes, stand tall mm. and proud, right? If, mm. you, if you've done something uh, valuable, then, you know, be recognized for it. And, um, you know, so, so, so these are some of the ideas that, um, you know, y- y- you want people to, to uh, absorb. And I think the best way to share them is you, you try to embody them and you try to be as best you can uh, those things. And uh, I think they're they're often recognized and 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 they they rub off and that creates this connective glue, right? Mm. It seems like you're really passionate, Martin, about about building teams and about inspiring and stepping up as a leader. And you know, I think you've brought up a lot of great points here. And one of the one of the main kind of takeaways for me or theme around that is like it's not necessarily the product that's going to have the success or the technology, but rather it's the team behind it that'll actually help get everybody up the mountain uh, and help bring them to where they need to go. Yeah, I, I think like I think you're hitting it. And, you know, something that comes to mind is uh, long ago, I used to sell software to the mining industry, okay? And I love to tell this story because it's, it's really illustrative of how high-tech companies need to think versus perhaps other situations. And, you know, mining industry has a different culture. There's a lot of things that revolve around this idea that the good stuff, the gold, the oil, whatever it is, the good stuff, it's been in the ground for 100 million years. It's there now. It'll be there next month. It'll be there next year. It'll probably be there five years from now. Okay. And that's where the good stuff is. So if all your people walk off the job site, ah, you know, it's unfortunate. We'll get some more people. The good stuff's in the ground. That doesn't work in high tech. The good stuff's in here. If the smart people walk out the door, you're losing your intellectual property. You're losing Mm -hmm. your value. You're you're losing everything that you've worked hard for. So it really is about the people. And I think people miss this in high tech. They're all building technologies. They're like, well, it's about the technology. Oh, but it's not. It's really about the people who have created it because technology mm-hmm. never stands still. The code that you wrote today, it's uh, it's out of date. It's called 
legacy debt at this point, uh, you always have to keep moving ahead, right? Mm. So, so I, I, I love to kind of use that analogy because it really drives home how different high tech is. And it really is about the people. Mm-hmm, definitely. And, 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 you know, piggybacking off what you're saying here, Martin, and driving that point home, it's like, people really are assets now. Uh, it's not so much about the technology itself, uh, but rather the people that are driving it uh, to, to the next elevation. And so when it comes to the environment for your team members or your employees to thrive, how do you go about setting up setting that up for success? Yeah, look, there, there's no, there's no, easy answer. There's no magic bullet. I think uh, you have to try to live and embody some of the values that we've talked about. Mm. And I I think there's also kind of, you know, universal toolkits or certain concepts that really help bring all these things in that kind of open the door to allowing some of these good ideas we talked about kind of come in. And so, you know, like, like one example is positivity. Okay. Like if you have negativity, then yeah, you might try to create, you know, fun and respect and innovation, all this stuff, but, but the doors are closed. If you have a more positive environment, then people get inspired and they kind of open, open their hearts. They open their minds to more of this. You know, there's, there's another story. If you, you know, if you forgive my, uh, my ramblings here, you know, there's another story that I love to share that illustrates positive thinking. And you've mm-hmm. probably heard this one. It's it's the greatest love story of our generation, of our time. John Lennon and Yoko Ono. Do you know how they met? Do you know this story? I don't. I don't. Okay. And you're probably wondering, what does this have to do with our discussion? Now he's really gone off on a tangent. <laughs> but let me, let, me, let me tell you, let me tell you how John Lennon, and of course, you know, John Lennon, like the Beatles, yes. right? Yes. Okay, uh, how how uh, how he met the love of his life, this great universal love story, Yoko Ono. Well, so John Lennon was visiting an art gallery in London, and it was kind of, you know, modern, contemporary, offbeat art. And he kind of came in, looked around, and, uh, you know, he later recounts he was a little bit disappointed. He was expecting something a little bit different. But then he sees this piece of art that kind of catches his eye. And you know what? It's a ladder and it's a ladder that leads to the ceiling. And there's something written on the ceiling. There's a little note there and it says something. And from the bottom, you can see there's something written there, but you can't see what it is. If you want to read it, you got to climb the ladder. So you got to take a little risk. You got to put some work in. So he gets on this rickety ladder, kind of climbs up and he's getting closer. He realizes just one word written on that piece of paper. He goes up, he sees the word, and the word just says, yes. So after climbing the ladder, he reads, yes. And he is so inspired by the positivity of that one word that he says, you know, climbs down, make sure he's safe. And he says, you know, who who built this? Who's, who's the artist behind this? And it turns out it's Yoko Ono, and they meet and they have a discussion. And of course, you know, the rest is history. And, you know, maybe some some things like the Beatles break up or something. But, you know, put that put that aside. Okay? <laughs> but, you know, the, the, the point is he falls in love with Yoko Ono before he even meets her. He's so excited about this 
power of yes, the power mm-hmm. of positive thinking. Mm-hmm. And, and so like, I love to share that story because like it inspires me. But I think when you start thinking this way, you, you know, your mind opens, your heart opens, and you're re- more receptive to uh, to some of these things. And if, you know, determination or innovation or, you know, grit or teamwork of these, if these good concepts are floating around and your leaders are acting this way, well, you know what? People are more receptive. So I think, you know, you use tools like like positivity uh, to, to kind of open the door to some of this. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I hope you enjoyed that story. It's, it's definitely one of my one of my favorites. Yeah. No, I, I won't lie. I got a little bit of goosebumps when you're talking about going up the ladder and then reading where yes, and yes. the inspiration that it came from that. No, so thank you uh, uh, for reminding us of that story. And so I guess kind of um, segueing and talking about tools and tools I've heard around like fun and positivity. I, I'd be curious to get your take as to, you know, what does the word performance mean to you? And what role has it played uh, throughout your career? Yeah, look, per- performance is is a double-edged sword, okay? And uh, to me, great performance comes when when determination and being bold and taking calculated risks connects with teamwork. So you put those two things together and you often get great performance. And, uh, you know, you, you have to be careful with, uh, with, with performance, I think. Ultimately, you know, there are whole books written around uh, high performance uh, teams and all the rest. It's a it's one of those topics where, you know, like whatever I can discuss, I'm standing on the shoulders of those who have written many of those Mm -hmm. uh, of of those books. But, you know, to, to me, to me, it's it's simple. It's it's really trying to take this culture of 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 being brave, of being bold, of taking calculated, well thought out risks, and then combining it with, with teamwork and, you know, mixing in a dose of maybe honesty and transparency into how those teams work. And you, you gel those concepts together and you usually get great performance. The difficulty is, uh, you know, how sustainable is the system that you've built? Okay. Because, you know, if you, if you uh, study engineering or the building of machines or so on, you can create very high performance systems, but there's always a cost. There's always some friction, something in the system that isn't quite right. Efficiency is never a hundred percent. And so there's wear and tear on the system. And, you know, the key is how do you create kind of an evergreen replenishing uh, high performance system. And that's very difficult and very kind of situational. And, uh, mm-hmm. and, that, and that's where you have to be, have to be careful. You know, you've got to, you've got to create that great performance intensity, but at the same time, limit the human cost, limit the burnout, uh, and, 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 you know, kind of limit the, the, the pain that you might create by doing that. And, you know, that's, uh, it's always, uh, it's always a challenge and it's always a balance. Mm, that's interesting when you talk about balance, especially when it comes to, to teams and preventing burnout, especially in your industry and in the tech uh, demographical area, I guess we'll say. Can you tell us a little bit more with regards to what are some of the challenges you've experienced in growing the, your team? Yeah, there's, there's, you know, there's always challenges because uh, what you're asking, when you're asking people to grow, you're asking people to change. And uh, when you're asking people to change, there's always some pain 
that comes with that, right? So people talk mm. about personal growth and they say, well, that comes from situations that are imperfect that have maybe hurt you or caused you pain. Usually the things that go well, uh, you, you, you don't necessarily uh, notice uh, so much as the things that don't. And I think that's true overall when you, you know, when you uh, engage with a company that is doing things in a certain way, it's kind of like, well, it's always worked doing it this way. Uh, coming in and saying, well, let's try something a little different and it'll work even better is always, uh, you know, is always a sell. And how you get people to digest those ideas and essentially, you know, re re regurgitate them in their own kind of uh, thinking and in their own uh, methodology is, I think, is, I think, the key. Right. You, mm. you know, telling somebody to do something is one thing. Describing something and then having them tell you how to maybe do that is is a much better way and and so that's you know that that's kind of what we try to do and that's where some of the challenges i think for every leader who is interested in growing and growing quickly uh it, it, that's that's where it comes in is um humans don't necessarily embrace change and uh it's so necessary if you want to grow, especially in, uh, you know, in high tech environments where where things are constantly, constantly changing. Mm -hmm. And so I'm curious, Martin, so what are some of the ways that maybe you've helped your team embrace change? Are there any specific ideas or things that kind of come to mind around that? You know, I think it's it's something you just do uh, literally every day. I, I like uh, to question things. And I like people who question things, right? So, um, you know, every time you put your head down and you go at 100 miles an hour, you're not necessarily questioning, is there a better way? Is there a smarter way? And, and uh, I, I think you constantly need to do that because a company's success relies not just on what's on the inside, but also what's on the outside. What's on the outside is changing all the time. So, uh, you know, recently... Uh, and, and here's the wonderful thing about Lydica. It's such a infectious value proposition. The industry is so, so incredibly hungry for mm -hmm. what Lydica has. We've got some amazing logos. Like uh, it's just, it blows my mind. Every one of our company, uh, of our customers is a multi-billion dollar company. They're all uh, logos you would recognize. They all have huge supply chains and Lydica helps each of them literally save millions of dollars every year. So very powerful value proposition. But then you kind of say, well, are we charging enough for that? And how do we increase the value to our customers? How do we take what we're doing and make it even better? Because you could look at this and you could say, well, hell, you're saving millions of dollars for your customers every year. What more can you do? Well, maybe if we could do more, uh, we could charge them even more. And it's a win-win. So mm -hmm. recently, we've looked at taking our technology and adding some good services from our customer success department, melding these two things together. So we've taken technology, and then we've taken a little bit of process and a little bit of people, and we've put them together. And now we can present some very specialized, high-value reports to uh, some of our customers. And we've tried this idea and it's having huge results. We've been able to triple our, uh, you know, average contract value, mm -hmm. kind of the amount that, that we can charge. And it's because 
we've added, we've given more value to our customers. But it wouldn't have happened if we hadn't have sat down and said, well, look, what we're doing is really good, but why couldn't it be better? What could we do to make it better? And so, mm. you know, by by kind of saying, well, look, we're relying so much on technology. What if we fine tune this, polish this up with some people in process, added some better services to help our customers run the technology we provide and give them some even more valuable reports? What could we do? And our customers told us, well, we'll, we'll pay three times uh, what we pay. If you can do that, can you really do that? Yes, we can. And so, uh, you know, this is something that has happened recently. Uh, it's a beautiful event. Uh, we're all we're all excited about it because. Um, you know, it's just it's just a better way of thinking. And so, you know, things like this speak for themselves. And when they happen, it helps to kind of bring everybody together and say, look, we're all excited because we're counting the dollars here. And there's nothing wrong with that. But do you realize what has happened? We've actually rethought what we did, made it better, presented more value to the world. And the world came back and said, we'll pay for that. So, you know, I think just pausing sometimes and and showing you know yeah. the you know what 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 the positive thinking has allowed us to do i think it helps it just drives it home to the mm-hmm. to, to the one or two individuals who maybe you know would have missed the fact that it was the curiosity the challenging of the status quo that that allowed us to do it so hmm. yeah. That's fantastic. And we really enjoy the passion that's coming behind all of your words and, and talking about how you're so um, uh, succinctly identifying areas for growth and the strengths and then connecting the tech with the business scaling with, um, with your people and ensuring that they understand that they are the assets of the company. And so what are three words of inspiration that you would want the world to hear? <laughs> Yeah, uh, that's the tough one because I only have the one word. I only have yes. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll just go with that. I'm just going with yes. That's fantastic. Thank you so much, uh, Martin, Martin, for joining us today. Uh, we really appreciate you sharing your entrepreneurial insights with the 2 Performance and our subscribers. Lovely. Thanks so much. Pleasure to be here and uh, really a privilege uh, for you to invite me to participate. Uh, love it. Thank you. And for those who would like to learn more about uh, your business, we're going to provide a link to your company's profile on the Elevate Business Podcast title page. Take good care. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Elevate Business Podcast. I hope you enjoyed the program. You can subscribe to future podcasts at intuitiveperformance.com, where you can also sign up for webinars and learn more about professional coaching and our facilitation solutions available to us. Thanks for listening to the Human Side of Business podcast. I'm glad you could join us. If you enjoyed today's episode and want to stay updated with our latest content, make sure to visit our website. The link can be found in the episode description where you can subscribe to the podcast, sign up for our newsletter, and learn more about our whole person leadership services. Sounds interesting? Explore the whole person leadership cohort by Intuity Performance, a unique program that offers unparalleled support to managers on every step of their leadership journey. 
Our program features evidence-based assessments, workbooks, group coaching, and interactive learning experiences to help you level up your leadership skills. Reach out today to apply to one of our upcoming cohorts. Until next time, take care and stay curious.